This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 427 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are Equestrian Collections and Horseware. Today, Horse Nation's Kristen Bentley is the listener of the week. On Horses and History, Gail Stewart tells us the story of the Headless Horseman. And in the Equestrian Collections product review, it's the Ice Vibe Boots. Listen in. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the Stable, it's every week. They'll bring you the news through hell, hot water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop Cause it's time again for Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop This is Glenda Geek And this is Helena B And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show On the Horse Radio Network well, Helena, we have a jam-packed show for everybody today with a lot going on, even a little bit of Halloween, being it is Halloween week. But your daughter looks so uh, grown up. Tell us what yeah. happened. No kidding. We attended her first IEA show last weekend, and I was very pleasantly surprised. It's a really neat program. Interscholastic Equestrian Association. Did I get it right? Yes, sir. Ah, yep, look at that. you did. And that's for uh, middle schoolers and high schoolers in both Hunt Seat and Western disciplines. Because she's just a middle, middle, middle schooler at this point. She is. She's in eighth grade. And um, boy, I had a lot of learning to do. You know, just when you think you, you know how to deal with the whole uh, USHJA, Hunter Jumper, you know, those whole world of points and regionals and zones mm-hmm. and all that. I have to relearn stuff. Um, but it's good. So, you know, so the kids, if you don't know about IEA, it's a wonderful program. Uh, the idea is to make riding and showing available to kids regardless of their financial ability. And so uh, it's essentially like taking middle school and then JV and varsity equestrian sports. And different barns in your area can host teams. So it's not exactly connected with a school. They're connected with a barn. And um, there's a coach and the kids travel from barn to barn. So as a trainer, you don't have to load up your horses in a trailer and take them to compete at shows. All you do is pack up your kids, the competitors, and the barn that hosts a show, and they all share, you know, um, different barns will host shows at different times, uh, make their horses available to the riders. So the horses go around a couple of times. They, they each make several trips, which is no big deal. And uh, the kids draw for horses. They draw straws where they you know pull a name out of a hat and you ride the horse you get. Doesn't matter what it is. It's awesome. And how'd she do with that? She did really well. She was the last class of the day. So we were there from like nine o'clock in the morning until three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, but it was fine. It was fun to watch all her teammates go. She did um, future beginner on the flat. So it was walk, trot, canter. And 
she did really well. Her equitation was impeccable. I was really surprised at just how good she was, <laughs> honestly. You know, kids kind of bomb around, but then when they get into the show ring, they bring their A game. Grace is definitely a show ring A game person. Um, what? She's a lot like her mom when she's off uh, out of the show? <laughs> is that yeah, what like, you're saying? Whatever. La di da di da da da. Then you get in the ring and she was all business. <laughs> all business. Boy, that um, sounds familiar. <laughs> she picked a great horse, actually. She picked a really lovely little paint mare who had a great way of going. Um, but one of the things about the IEA shows is when when they list the horses that are available for riding, there are little notes next to each horse. So the rider has some idea of what to expect. So on this horse's notes, it said that she needed to be set up for the canner. So you really have to get the bend inside rein, outside leg, be clear with your aids, sit up tall and deep, right? And that kind of got Grace into trouble um, because when they did pick up the canner to the left, she picked up the wrong lead. Interestingly, the mare who, bless her soul, she swapped right away. Mm. But she was so smooth at it. Grace didn't really, she didn't catch on. So she did a simple change and then tried to swap again. And that that got her into trouble. Mm. So um, she had the best equitation out there, hands down. But that canter lead put her down in sixth place. But that's okay. We were, it was her first show of this kind. She was the last rider on her team of the day and she did everything that she was taught to do and she did it really well. I'm so proud of her. Yeah, she's a good kid. And you know, it's funny. She got really mad though because um, they broke up. It, it was pouring, pouring rain. And so they did the flat classes in the indoor. So her class, I think had like eight, maybe seven or eight riders in it. And they broke up the canter into two groups. So the first group cantered around and then they stood in the middle. So Grace was in the first group. And while she was standing in the middle, she was rewarding her horse. She gave her a nice pat on the neck. And she did this for a little while. <laughs> you know, she was discreet about it or she was subtle about it, but she kept doing it because she's been taught that when your horse does well, a gentle reward is a really nice thing to do. Well, she did a little too much, and it became noticeable. So we think she might have had some points off for that, too. Uh. She got so mad when she heard. <laughs> She's like, who gets penalized for petting their pony? <laughs> so it was, a, it was a philosophical moment. But, um, you know, we said, listen, you are, you're at work. You and your horse are at work until the judge dismisses you from the class. End of story. And... Your horse needs to stand quietly while waiting for the other group of riders to go. That's part of its job. And part of your job is to make sure that your horse stands quietly. You know, a tiny, discreet little scratch on the neck, maybe, but, you know, there's a line. So we, we she got it. It was fine. But we all can't wait for the next one. It was, it was really fun. Good. I'm glad she did well. That's terrific. You know, sometimes it is those little things, and the judges, as you know, in those kinds of shows, are very, very picky. <laughs> and well, and you, one judge you know, will have something they're passionate about, and then another judge won't even notice that, right? So it just Let depends. me tell you, this kid, her leg was, her, her equitation was perfect. Her leg was quiet and stuck at the girth. Her hands, her thumbs were up, no piano hands. She had a perfect line from elbow to bit. 
the horse had a beautiful way of going. You know, she did get a little strung out at the canter because they, they got off to a rocky start, but her walk and trot, I mean, the pony was collected and comfortable. And the previous rider, the kid who rode her in the class before Grace, had pissed this pony off to no end. <laughs> she was cracking the pony with a That is the problem with those kind of shows, isn't it? Because if you're getting the one that just is mad at the world after its three previous riders, <laughs> it's just like... That's, that's exactly what I was worried about. I'm like, yeah. oh, man, she's going to get in this horse. This horse is going to be pissed because the kid who just rode her was a jerk. Like, oh, she was <laughs> flopping and kicking. and She was getting mad, you know? And Grace gets on there and the horse was like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. I'm Tootsie. <laughs> You know, it was really kind of sweet. So that was for, for me as a as a horse mom. I think that was probably my proudest moment to see my kid get on a horse and have the horse relax into the bridle under grace. That was really a very your, proud. Your moment proudness for me. comes through. Totally. <laughs> That's good. Well, um, you also had one of our friends in the podcasting world. She does a podcast called The Roads to Success, and her name is Jessica Rhodes. We had her on the show actually a while yep. back and yep. she lives in Rhode Island and got to t- you this is another thing that i think every horse owner loves to see and she brought her kids over and her little son who's what 3 yeah got to do yep. his first ride it's so much fun isn't it when you get to see people take their first ride kids or adults right oh. e- either way it, it, i think that isn't that one of the coolest things for us as horse people it is, you know, and for the little ones, he's three. So I just picked him up under the arms and swooped him into the saddle. And, you know, that moment when his tiny little bum just lands softly into the saddle and he gets the sense of, oh, my God, you know, <laughs> you can die a happy woman. It's it is absolute magic. And absolute. It, and he, magic. did he have fun? He was very quiet. And so, you know, my horses are big. Uh, obviously, they're not as. They're not that big, but when you're three, they're big. Um, so he was a little shy, which is totally to be expected when you're three. But he listened. He did everything I told him to do. Um, if he was afraid, he said so. You know, he was able to communicate very clearly. But he was brave. You know, he he had no, he wasn't afraid of riding at all. But he was definitely a little like shell shocked. Like, oh, my God, you know, this is happening. So Jessica wrote to me later that day and said that her son had repeated pretty much word for word everything I taught him in the hour we were together or whatever <laughs> it was, half an hour, 45 minutes. I had told him that he could come back and ride our horses anytime he wanted. He just had to ask his mom and dad first. Oh, and that started on the way home, didn't it? <laughs> so he, you know. He busted out his little um, stuffed rocking horse, uh, who he named Dog Dog. Oh, after your horse. <laughs> uh-huh. Who he groomed with an acorn, she told me. <laughs> and, and whom he said to his mom and dad, Mom and dad, you can ride my horse anytime you want. You just have to ask your mom and dad first. <laughs> <laughs> she said he really, he absorbed every single thing I said and to me, like I got all choked up. I was converting was cool. kids one ride at a time. <laughs> that's yeah. perfect. That's great. You know, that's what it takes, right? To get them interested in horses. They got to see a horse. They got to sit on a horse. They uh, have to see it, touch yeah. it, you know, get slobbered on. 
Um, Good for Jessica for bringing him out too. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah. And she, you know what? Jessica and her husband were really cool. Like some people get all uptight when their kids are around horses and, you know, they project their anxieties onto their children. Well, Jessica and her husband are a not even close to anxious and B they just they, they have this really good parenting energy. I liked them a well, lot. They do a show together too. Don't they on parenting? They do. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, you. I'm and not Buck sure what it is. It's brand together. new. Yeah. It just started a, a couple months ago. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's on parenting and, and things. So ah, there you go. Well, good job. If you want to find her show, it's roads to success. I just go there and, and you also find all of her other shows there as well. But yeah, she yeah. does a parenting one. Well, that's very cool. I'm glad you guys got to hang out together for a little bit. But now it's time to get on with our show. We have to talk to Gail Stewart, who joins us once a month. She wrote the book, Horses in History, and she's stopping by with her monthly history segment, this time on Something Spooky. Well, hi, Gail. Welcome back to the show. Well, thank you for having me on Stable Scoop. I'm it's so excited fun. that you're going to be here again because I love the horses and history stuff. I love history in general, but then you throw in horses, it's even better. And I am at, I am opened your book, 100 Horses in History to page 34. So tell us what, I'm gonna, what we're going to talk about today. Okay, well, that chapter is called Movies, Music, and Timeless Tales. And one of the scariest of all, of all Halloween stories is the tale of the Headless Horseman. And he is the main, the Headless Horseman is the main character in a short story written by Washington Irving in 1820. So it's a very, very old story. Um, the story takes place in the early 1800s in a little town, farming town of Terrytown, New York. It's um, inhabited primarily by Dutch settlers. It's along the Hudson River, and it's a very uh, fertile, bountiful farming community. Well, um, about two miles from Terrytown is a sleepy little place called Sleepy Hollow. It's a quiet glen, and the uh, author, Washington Irving, said it was the quietest place on earth. It was surrounded by tall trees, and a, a little brook trickled through it. And old-timers and villagers all believed it was haunted and that it was bewitched, and they could hear stories told about hearing um, voices and singing coming from that glen, the Sleepy Hollow Glen, and they believed uh, it was full of ghouls and goblins and one particularly scary apparition called the Headless Horseman. Mm. And the Headless Horseman, according to legend, was actually a soldier from the American Revolution who lost his head due to a cannonball during, uh, during battle. And so at night, he would leave the graveyard over by the old Dutch church and he would mount his ghost horse and ride all through Sleepy Hollow looking for his head. And that's how that story started. <laughs> but he was always tried to, he had to be back to the graveyard by daybreak, which is behind the old Dutch church. Well, okay, fast forward, and here we have two people living in in Terrytown, two very different men. One was a singing schoolmaster named Ichabod Crane, and the other was a burly bruiser of a man named Brom Bones, and he was known as a practical joker, and uh, he rode a big horse named Daredevil, a big black fiery horse named Daredevil, and only Brom Bones could ride him. He was so difficult to handle. 
Well, also in town was a prominent farmer named uh, Mr. Van Tassel, and Mr. and Mrs. Van Tassel had one child, a, a beautiful 18-year-old named Katrina, and Katrina was an only child who would one day inherit these wonderful, wonderful house and the wonderful farm. And so Brom Bones and Ichabod Crane both thought she would make a nice wife, and so they set out to woo her. Well, the story continues and really unfolds during the season of harvest and Halloween. Um, it was a beautiful autumnal evening, and the Van Tassels are giving a harvest party. And both Brom Bones and Ichabon Crane are, are invited and because they know it's a chance to visit and woo Miss Van Tassel. Well, for the trip from Terrytown, Ichabod had to borrow a horse named he was named Gunpowder. He was a broken-down, old, one-eyed plow horse who the author said had lived, outlived everything but his viciousness. <laughs> <laughs> We've all known that horse. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and he was a cranky old horse. And uh, poor Ichabod, he was a very poor horseman, and the motion of his arms was not unlike the flapping of a pair of wings. But he, he got dressed up in the best that he had to go to this party. And uh, on the way to the party, he's riding a gold gunpowder, and he passes the Van Tassel fields, and they're, they're ripe, and they're full of apple trees and Indian corn and pumpkins. And he begins to think more and more how nice it would be to marry Katrina. Well, they get to the party, and... Um, Daredevil and Gunpowder are tied up outside the Van Tassel house, and Brom Bones and Ichabod Crane are in the house. They're enjoying the beautiful parties, a roaring fire, and a banquet banquet tables full of food and a cornucopia of breads and meats and fruits, and they're having a lovely time. Well, when Katrina dances with Ichabod, it sends Brom Bones into a fit of jealousy. And we don't know what happened, but all of a sudden, Ichabod Crane leaves the party. And he's downcast, and he's sad. And so he gets on gunpowder and starts for home. And it's a dark night. There are no no stars out. and There's no moonlight. And he has to pass through Sleepy Hollow to get to his home. And so he gets on cranky old gunpowder and, start, and trots off. And it is called the very witching time of night. And he enters the spooky glen, and he's trying to quell his fears, so he starts to whistle. And he he looks off to the left into the trees, and he he senses something watching him. And he sees a a shape, a huge misshapen shape, black and towering. And he senses it and looks, it seems to be a horse. And then and it's about to pounce on him. And then he sees the rider, who's gigantic in height, muffled by a cloak, and the head is carried on the pommel of the saddle. Well, now he begins to sing. And <laughs> so he trots through, starts dropping through Sleepy Hollow, trying to outrun this apparition. And the apparition, the horse, comes up beside him. And then he goes, and then Nicobod trots gunpowder faster. And the, the the ghost is right next to him, and then he then the Ichabod stops, and the the horse the headless horseman stops, and he can't outrun him. He can't get away from him. Every time he moves, the headless horseman moves with him. 
So now he's really scared to death. And so so he and for some reason gunpowder suddenly gets the urge to to run. So they're running down the road trying to get to the bridge because legend says that if you can get to the bridge by the old uh graveyard which is by the church you can uh outrun the headless horseman because he will vanish in a flash of fire. And so they go along and um they're almost at the bridge and suddenly gunpowder veers to the left and he he will he runs into brambles and then he comes back onto the road and and um sparks are flying stones are flying ichabod's clothes baggy clothes are flapping in the wind and here comes the headless horseman right on his in hot pursuit and ichabod can hear him blowing and snorting the horse blowing and snorting, and he can even feel the horse's hot breath on his neck. So he tries, So he somehow manages to get gunpowder back towards the bridge, and then to make matters worse, the saddle starts to slip off, and then it slips and slips, and finally it comes completely off, and poor old Ichabod is hanging onto this horse's neck for dear life, and at the last second, right before the headless horseman reaches him, he manages to to kick one last convulsive kick and gunpowder leaps onto the bridge and Ichabod turns around to look at the headless horseman one more time and he sees it rise in the stirrups and throw his head at him and that head hits Ichabod in the head and Ichabod goes flying into the dust and so there you go they Ichabod is on the in the dirt and according to the author the uh, headless horseman and gunpowder rush past him in a whirlwind. Well, the next day, gunpowder is found at his owner's gate, happily grazing grass, and on the bridge are Ichabod's hat and a smashed pumpkin. And so you never really see you never see Ichabod back in town again. He disappears forever. He goes someplace else, and um, Brom Bones is successful in wooing Katrina and he marries her and then he decide he um, is always seen chuckling and laughing as if he has a secret of his own when when the story is retold of the headless horseman and Ichabod Crane and the smashed pumpkin and that's the story of the legend of Sleepy Hollow. Jeez, you had me on suspense there. And they <laughs> named their firstborn child Ichabod. No, that didn't happen. <laughs> I don't know it would have been a good happened. end to the story, though, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, but, but Brom Bounds, we just wonder what he had to do with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's the story. That's the story, it, the legend of Sleepy Hollow. That's well, a it's good been story. And, and it's been reproduced so many times by Walt Disney and by by other... There was also a Johnny Depp show recently. That it had nothing to do with the real story, but it was called Sleepy Hollow. There have been several versions of it. But you can you can read it. It's, it's a popular Halloween story. I, you know, it's been so long since I heard the story, I'd kind of forgotten. You know, everybody knows about the Headless Horseman, but I'd kind of forgotten about what the story actually was. Uh, yeah, and and why why uh, yeah who was it and what caused it and Ichabod and and um, Brom Bones were were both in competition for Katrina and 
<laughs> and so you never know who, who it was, but he, I think the smash pumpkin might have been a hint as to what ha- actually happened that night. <laughs> well, I grew up not too far from Sleepy Hollow, just across the river, the, the oh, Hudson did? River. Yes. So I spent a lot of time in that area, Tarrytown and Sleepy Hollow, and it is the perfect setting for a legend like the legend of Sleepy did Hollow. Did you ever see any ghosts? I didn't, but I'll tell you something. The, the spook gets in you, man. I don't know Does? if <laughs> if it's because I had heard the story before, you know, I had been there, or if it's it's just a it's in general a I don't want to say creepy kind of place, but it is. It's dark. It's quiet. Or at least it was back in the seventies and and the early early eighties, and uh, it's very charming. It was settled by the Dutch, so there's a lot of stone. You know, it's very colonial. It's very wooded, um, right? It's yeah. The yeah. trees are big and old and gnarly, and you know it's on a riverbank. Essentially, the town is on a riverbank, so it gets moist and it's mossy. It's like the perfect Halloween story <laughs> setup. It it really is pretty cool. So and there really a, is a Sleepy Hollow. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a very well-to-do town. <laughs> and a matter of fact, do we have either one of you tried the show Sleepy Hollow, the new TV show? Well, it's a couple of years old now. Um, yeah. I watched it the first two years, but it got a little too weird for me. But that supposedly set in. And actually, it had the daughter. What was her name again? Katrina. Uh, Katrina. Katrina was the main female character in ah. the TV show Sleepy Hollow. Uh, and, of course, the Headless Horseman makes his ride several times. And, you know, it shows up as, as really the devil in, in this TV show. <laughs> but, yeah, he's, he's the devil. He's always breathing fire. And, you know, he, he's the baddie in the TV show. Now, there's a lot of baddies in this TV show, but um, because it, th- this TV show takes the Sleepy Hollow story to to the Bible's head, uh, Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Uh, really? Yeah, and that's where the TV show goes. But it got way too weird by the second season. A lot of us bailed out. It's still going, though. The show's still on. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, it is? Yeah. Well, is Johnny Depp the, head, the, the no. writer? No, he's not. Oh. <laughs> oh. This Gosh, is one show just... Johnny Depp's not in. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> God. <laughs> Um, well, that is neat. Well, it's just you know the graphics of the of the headless horseman and the fiery, the fi- it's almost you know really scary, big and the cloak and the, the flying pumpkin head and it's a, it's a scary story. That is so interesting. I didn't really realize. I knew there was a Terry Town, but so Sleepy Hollow is very close to Terry. Isn't it? It's what? On, it's is it on the Hudson? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, okay. it's at two miles from Tarrytown, yeah. which is on the Hudson. Yep. There you go. So there you go. <laughs> Very good. Sorry, Sid. Well, that's great. Sorry. Thank you so much for stopping by. We love your stories, and you're a good storyteller, so we appreciate that. It's a hundred. If you want to get this, I highly recommend this book for Christmas gifts. It's 100 Horses in History, True Stories of the Horses Who Shaped Our World. It's got a ton of pictures, which is really cool, and it's very short stories. This is It could be bathroom reading. I mean, it's very short stories, <laughs> one, one, two pages each. Does anybody do that anymore, by the way? Um, well, you know, you know, that's what I really want to do. I wanted it short enough, so, and each story has a graphic so that kids could read it, yep. and, and it would, they could write it, read it in one in one sitting. Well, so, and where uh, can people get it? What's the best thing to do if they want to buy it for gifts or get one for themselves? Oh, thank you for asking. Uh, well, it's on Amazon.com, and then on my um, website, which is Gail at 100 horsescom 
all lowercase. And then it's at several museums, the King Ranch and uh, Hubbard Museum of the American West. But I got a, a note from Barnes & Noble recently, and they're interested in carrying oh, it. Oh, so cool. Hopefully it'll be there soon. That's great. Now, if can they get, like, an autographed copy if they go to your website? Yes. Okay. That's exactly right. Yes, okay, and good. I would be so pleased to sign it for anybody. That would be terrific. I think that that's, that's a lot of fun for Christmas to get it personalized like that. And any horse lover is going to love this book because it's got, and it's anything from racehorses to, you know, not just any kind, well, Ichabod Crane. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, 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 got, it's got a little bit of everything in there. Well, we're going to have you back again next month. Thank you so much for joining us. Next month, you're going to have to have a Christmas story for us, a holiday well, story. Well, actually, next month, we're going to talk on November 22nd, which is, um, the, the um, anniversary of the assassination of President Kennedy. And ah. if you like, I could talk about Blackjack, the rider sure. of the horse in the funeral. And then we'll do a Christmas story. The, the month after. That'd be great. Thanks, Gail. Okay. Thank you Thank for you, having Gail. me. Thank you, Gail. That was wonderful. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Thank you, though. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to you all next month. All right. Yes, bye-bye. ma'am. Bye-bye. Well, if you like to win stuff, you need to head over to equestriancollections.com slash sweepstakes because they have a sweepstakes going now through November the 4th where you can win a Noble Outfitters riding kit. That's everything for riding. Riding tights, show shirt, a belt. They, they have over-the-calf petties, a duffel bag, a garment bag, a boot bag. This is the complete <laughs> kit. It's worth over $550, and you can win today just by signing up. There's no purchase necessary. Hop on over to equestriancollections.com slash sweepstakes, and you'll see the entry form there. But you've got to do it by November the 4th. And, of course, you know how, how well-reviewed Noble Out, Outfitters products have been here on the show. I mean, we've had how many Noble Outfitters products reviewed this year? And yeah. they've all done very well. So check it out at equestriancollections.com. And, of course, it's coming up to that time of the year when you're going to be uh, looking for holiday gifts. And you'll find everything you need at equestriancollections.com. We'll talk more about that in uh, next month. Uh, but we're very excited to have them on board still over after all of these years. And they also have free shipping on your order over $129. So if you're looking at getting a blanket right now because it's winter time, they have all of the name brand blankets. You can find them there and get your free shipping on orders over $129. Very shortly, we're going to talk, do a horseware grooming tip, and she's going to talk about a couple of horseware blankets in there. You can find them at Equestrian Collections as well. So get your sweepstakes entries in today at equestriancollections.com slash sweepstakes. And now coming up is somebody that we see on a regular basis over on the Horses in the Morning show. She's one of our listeners and auditors. Her name is Kristen Kovach-Bentley. You might recognize Kristen Kovach because that's what she goes by on Horse Nation. She is now the managing yeah. editor. She's not a lowly yes. writer anymore. She's like a boss. Oh, she's the big guns. Big, big wig. And speaking of big wig, she has some big horses. So let's talk to her as our listener of the week. It is the year of the listener. And now, our Stable Scoop Listener of the Week. Kristen, welcome to the Stable Scoop Show. Thanks, Glenn. 
You know, Kristen usually makes appearances. You've heard her before on the Horses in the Morning show when she's filling in for Leslie Wiley there from Horse Nation. She shows up on Mondays to help us out. We appreciate that. But now it's your turn to be in the hot seat where we get to grill you about your entire life. Your husband, your family, your horses. Your horses. That's right. And she's got a cool new business, too, which we'll mention a little bit later, because I can tell you Helena likes what you make. Well, uh, oh, good. I, but you know what? Being the true horse girl that I am, <clears throat> unlike the horse husband, the first thing I want to ask is about the two horses in the photo with you because they're a couple of big blondies and they're super cute and I want to like bite their faces and love on them. <laughs> so tell us about those two horses. Oh, they're so great. Yeah, you're definitely welcome to come up and squeeze them and smooch them and whatever else you want to do. That is Rocky and Randy. Um, they are, I think, 12-ish. <laughs> they're 12-ish uh, Belgian geldings. Um, somewhere between like 17, 2, and 18 hands, I think, because they tower over me and I'm about 6 feet tall. So um, they're big Wait, boys. how tall are you? Um, how tall are you? I'm a, like 6 feet with my boots on. Really? So. They are big Holy horses. Holy cow. I didn't know you were that tall. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's a shame that I, I've never gotten to meet Leslie Whiteley in person because, you know, she's quite short. So yeah, she's like 5'2". I have met her in person. She's yeah. a weenie yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, she can ride whatever pony she wants. So That's right. So that is the advantage to being that small. So. That's true. Now, so these so, guys... So how did you, you come them? to yeah. get these two guys? Because I was reading your, your bio here, and you, it sounds like you, you sort of inherited your own herd and are doing some things with them. Um, or were, did you come to this your family situation with these two, or did you inherit them? Um, well, it's kind of both in a way. Uh, so before I was managing editor for Horse Nation, uh, I was the Western teacher and trainer at Alfred University. Um, and conveniently, as an undergrad, uh, I'd also taken the draft driving program. Um, so they were like, oh, wait a minute, you can also drive and ride Western, so why don't you do both? So you can teach the driving program in addition to your Western duty. Um, so my first year doing that, we got a new team, Rocky and Randy. Um, they came to us, I think, from Massachusetts. And uh, we worked with them, got them going. Um, and I had a really good teaching assistant at the time. Um, so she worked with me and the horses for uh, three years until she graduated. Um, and then when I was ready to move on from that program, um, she and I have been emailing quite a bit, and somewhere in there, she's like, hey, you know, you should meet my brother. He's really cool. So <laughs> so along the way, um, he and I got engaged. Um, when I left the program, the horses, of course, stayed there. Um, so I moved in uh, a couple towns over in Jamestown, New York. Um, and now Eric and his family, they already have some horses and some draft horses. Uh, so I sort of ended up, like, you know, taking over their horses, which they were very, <laughs> very nice to let me do. Um, and then the spring, the opportunity came up, uh, Rocky and Randy hadn't had a job since I had left Alfred. So they said, um, Hey, would you be interested in giving them a home? And I said, Oh yes, definitely. Um, so in addition to, you know, taking over the farm horses that are already here, I'm now adding my own, uh, but Rocky and Randy now live with me. So, so we use them around the farm a little bit. Um, and it's kind of nice because it's sort of the, the team that brought us all together. So it's nice to Aww. have them here with us. So. I didn't know the husband part of that story. I knew you got him from the college, but I didn't know the whole circle. Well, you know, I was more, I shouldn't say I was more excited to get the horses than my husband, but, you know, that was... <laughs> I'll just tell the truth, girl. <laughs> I mean, you know... It's, it's like a it close is. race. You know, it could be a close race. That's okay. <laughs> what is the, it's the line in uh, the Laura Ingalls book when her parents say, I, I think you might love the horses more than the man, and she says, well, I couldn't have one without the other. Uh, I was thinking of that the other day. That's just kind of how it is. Right? So, 
So yeah, so now uh, yeah, I've got the whole the whole posse. So four light horses and two big horses, and you know, a whole horse family as well. So. That's very cool. These two look like Helena was right. They and I've owned draft horses. They just look like love bunnies. I mean, they're just. I mean, yeah, eighteen hand love bunnies, but they just look so lovable. <laughs> I don't know what other word. Yeah, they were the absolute perfect team to teach driving with because you know they're sweet. They're relatively gentle. You know, as gentle as a big horse can be. Um, you know, step on you from time to time if you're not paying attention, but. Um, and just patient, you know, I mean, drivers, when I was teaching the program, I would have experienced uh, riders out of the riding program. And I would also have students who had never seen a horse in their life. So it was an interesting dynamic in the class, you know, and you'd have eight different students learning how to drive on them in a given day. So, you know, eight different pairs of hands kind of learning how the brakes work. So, and they just took it all like saints. So, <laughs> so yeah, they're, they're really a special team. So they're we've done some pretty crazy things with them too, parades and stuff. So. Oh, I bet they must be really fun to get all gussied up for parades. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When, you know, when we were at Alfred, we did some kind of more unusual parades. So, you know, we did our fair share of like Santa runs for local towns and all that. But um, one of our most favorite memories with them was uh, we brought in the Athletic Hall of Fame nominees uh, at halftime during a football game. So it was the homecoming game. So, of course, the stadium's packed and um, as we're, you know, approaching the stadium with the team, we had driven them down from the equestrian center. And as we get there, they're doing a kickoff. And when they did a kickoff, everyone in the stadium would drum their feet on the metal bleachers. So okay. we're just casually strolling under the, the stadium and everyone's just like drumming oh their God. feet. And the two horses were like, yeah, whatever, this is cool. And they just <laughs> kept going. So kind of love draft horses. At that point, I was like, these horses are amazing. So, yeah, we haven't had to contend with anything quite so scary since then, which is fine. But I know that. You know, I think if I asked them to walk through fire, they'd be like, all right, you got it. So, oh, so I'm happy nice. to uh, return the favor and give them a forever home. So it says, it says you also that you, um, in addition to the, these two love bugs, you, you have, you know, several horses on, on the farm, but you also, you do some riding and showing with your father-in-law who has Percherons. Am I reading that right? Yes. Yeah. Tell so us about has, that. He's up to four right now. Um, he has four geldings. Uh, two are more like a farm hitch style. Um, and then he has his two new geldings are definitely very showy. Um, so he actually took home first place in almost every class he was in this year at our, um, it's our local county fair, but it's a, a pretty big draft show. So I think they call it one of the biggest draft horse shows in Pennsylvania, other than, you know, the farm show um, for the county level. So it's a, it's a competitive little fair, but uh, yeah, we went down this year and um, yeah, he won quite a bit with them. They're a lot of fun. Show, what color so. are his Percherons? They're black, all black. Yay. Glenn, remember the Percheron Congress we went to? Yeah, that yes, was pretty, pretty. Um, uh, there's a word like awe inspiring, yeah, yeah impressive. That's, <laughs> that's fun. That's well, that, fun. that's cool. And was he riding them? He was riding them, not driving them at the show. No, he just drives them. He, um, okay. I catch rode a friend's horse, and the, they have a fun show day, and I catch rode a percher on that day that i was like well let's find out if he rides so way into the show ring we went he went he went great so 
you know, and so, a lot yeah, of, and most drivers do ride their horses, especially if they're doing CDEs or combined driving events and things, because it's easier to actually teach them the dressage moves on riding them than it is driving them. So, oh yeah, that, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so they'll actually most of the horses you see in competition that are driven are also ridden. They they ride them. Uh, and, you know, even the queen's horses, all of the carriage horses uh, also are ridden. So that's, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, and the Percherons are so much fun. It's like riding a, a recliner, like riding <laughs> a lazy boy, right? I mean, it's just like riding a recliner. Yeah. It's, <laughs> a happy-go-lucky yeah, recliner. We've ridden Rocky and Randy around a little bit. And, you know, and Randy, is he's definitely a sofa. He just sort of claws around and... And Rocky has a little more, you know, lift to his step. But when Rocky doesn't want to go, he just stops. Perfect. <laughs> you know, that's what like, I like. You know, lesson, you're like, come on, come on, come on, come on. He's like, no, nope. you can squeeze all day long. He doesn't know what your leg means. So he just stands there. <laughs> so I have to wait for my sister-in-law to ride back and pick me up with Randy. I just sit there <laughs> looking like a fool. So. <laughs> How, which one is the bigger one? Because one's significantly bigger than the other one. Um, well, Rocky, I think, is a touch taller. And Rocky holds his more upright Um, he's actually maybe built a little bit more like a hitch horse and randy is a lot broader and bulkier and like stockier and sturdier um but just a touch lower and he holds himself yeah he holds himself like a farm horse so um but once you get them going you know they match pretty well so now 18 hands they have to be you're six feet they have to be 18 hands yeah they might be a little i don't know my father-in-law is like "Eh, i don't know if they're quite 18 hands or not so Okay, he once they get above longer. 17 and All a half, who arm. gets nitpicky? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you cannot reach the top of their, their ears if you, well, you couldn't reach their ears if they put their heads up. No, I mean, I have to tiptoe. You know, I had them in fly mask all summer, and I was like, no, come on, come on, come on, like trying to get them to put their heads down so I could take them off. And I'm like, yeah, I know if I'm on tiptoes, nobody else here is going to be able to help me out, so. Of course, See, with with um, horses yeah, like that big, even if even if you're you're tall at, at six feet, you still have that um, water running down your arm into your armpit problem when you have to hose off their head, <laughs> when you have yeah. to rinse oh, yeah. their mane or their ears. I <laughs> I hate that yep. lifting up that hose. You're like, all right, my bra just got soaked because I'm giving my horse a bath. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tall people can't. Yep. Helena, with with things. your height, we'd have to put stilts on you for you to work on these horses. I know. Uh, <laughs> <we're> just, <laughs> I know. I know. I just launch That's up the front so of my enjoyable truck. With the uh, with the teaching program, you know, because you'd have you'd have students my height and then students, you know, around the five foot mark, and they'd be like, "I can't." Read. I was like, "You have to do it for your final. Everyone has to harness, so have fun." You know, <laughs> step ladder. I made everybody do it. Everybody had to throw the harness on. So which weighs about eighty pounds. It wasn't a time <laughs> You know, they had to get it up there one way or another. So, Hey, before we <laughs> run out of time, I have to ask you about this because I think it's so much fun. And I didn't know this about you either, that you were a wrangler on a guest ranch in Wyoming for five summers. You must have some stories yep. to tell from that. Oh, yes. Yeah, I actually, I kept a blog every summer just, you know, because all my friends back on the East Coast would be like, what are you doing now? <laughs> so it was the, the Bitterroot Ranch, um, which I highly recommend to anyone looking for a riding vacation. Um, it's not really like a dude ranch, dude ranch. Um, it's definitely a ranch that caters towards horseback riders who want to take a horse seat vacation. Um, so they do, um, you know, they have a lot of stock horses. They also breed their own Arabians, um, oh, which wow. is, you know, maybe an unusual choice for a ranch. But the fun thing about them is that they would go all day and they were just as fresh on the way home as they were going out. Um, and we would move cattle in the National Forest and go on, you know, lots of long scenic trail rides. So that was pretty exciting. 
exciting stuff. What's so. what? What are a couple things? One or two things that just stand out as the that moment of those summers you were there. Uh, I think one of the things I don't necessarily remember every moment of the ride, but one of the one of my later summers there, you know, I've been coming back enough that they were like, well, Kristen, you're going to be in charge of moving all of the cattle today. So here's your load of guests. Here's your picnic lunch. And we'll see you later. I was like, uh, am I qualified to do that? You know, like, <laughs> I ride a, I ride in an arena at home. They're like, nope. All right, there you go. So, you know, it was me and seven or eight guests and we went and moved about 200 pairs of cattle on a thousand acre pasture. And that was, that was our day's work. So, um, a lot of stuff where it was like, oh, okay, you really learned, you know, what a, a usable horse was like. Um, and it was nice to, to ride out there and, and put a horse to work and, and get something accomplished and say at the end of the day, like, oh, look at this cool thing we did. Um, you know, and scenic trail riding was fun too, but it was always very satisfying after we moved cattle to, to come home to that at the end of the day. So that was a lot of fun. No bear encounters? Uh, and, you know, no bears, no? Um, no, although I was... I came home after a picnic ride one day and I said, man, I heard the weirdest thing on the trail today and I imitated it. And my boss was just casually like, Oh yeah, I'm a mountain lion. Like, oh, oh, great. All right. <laughs> <laughs> like no big deal. It's fine. Just, just a mountain lion. We did have bear encounters on the ranch itself. Um, I don't think I ever really ran into any on the trail. We would see them from a distance, like across a little valley. Um, the horses would usually see them first, of course. So if all the horses put their heads up and all their ears were pointing in a certain direction, you just sort of, follow the line and see what they were looking at. So lots of elk, moose, uh, mule deer, pronghorn antelope. Um, so yeah, it was, it was an exciting place to spend my summers for sure. So how cool is that? That's really neat. That's really cool. That is really cool. Yeah, you should have a listener meetup out there. That'd be a sweet week. Just the whole place. We're talking about going out there cause we've been doing the national park tour. We did Colorado this year and Arizona last year. We're talking about Wyoming next year. So yeah, well, this ranch is in the it's in the Yellowstone neighborhood, which of course out west is, is a much bigger neighborhood. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it's up over the other side of the one of the big mountain ranges from Yellowstone. So it was, I think, like a two hour drive or so to get to Jackson so Hole in. from this ranch. Oh, that'd be fun! So. I'm so in. We got to so go on vacation together one of these years, Alina, for the I national know. park thing. We, we we we're due for that. Well, I would do a Wyoming vacation. Well, there you go. We'll have to plan it for next year. And uh, that would be a lot of fun. We'll go to a ranch for every, and uh, Buck and I can hang around and you guys can go ride. So. This is true. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll let you go riding together. You'll have much more fun without us. We'll just sit back and drink some beer and eat uh, while we're at <laughs> there. <laughs> That's fine. I talk about how much you love us. Fly fishing is excellent. So. I've never done that. I've That's always wanted to fly fish. I'd try oh, that. Oh, Buck can teach well, you how to fly fish. Well oh, yeah. He, there, so. he did. Oh, well, yeah. there we go. It's planned. Yeah. Sold. So, so now, now that the horse husband has something to do. <laughs> yes, that's right. I'm, I'm, I'm in now. now. So, all right. It's time for the rapid fire questions. Uh, okay. Kalina, are you ready? I am ready. Kristen, are you ready? I hope so. Okay. These are easy. I promise. What's your favorite food? <laughs> Between chocolate and ice cream, I'm just going to say chocolate ice cream. Brilliant. Perfect. Brilliant. What's your least favorite food? Ooh, I don't know if I have. I literally like every, almost everything I've tried. I'm going to say I don't have one. That's liver, not true. Liver. Vanilla, vanilla ice cream. How about that? Nobody likes vanilla ice cream. Oh, <laughs> uh, we could twist your arm. We covered it with enough chocolate sauce. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try it again. Liver. Wait, liver, wait, wait, no, wait. Liver. Let me ask you this then. I'm going to put a little twist in here. Would you have? Would you ever have ice cream for breakfast? 
yes, of oh, course. Yeah, that's, that's... Okay. I mean, I shouldn't say I'd get in the habit of it, but I, I would, I'd try it. <laughs> if you, if you could, you would. Yeah. Okay. If I should, I would have a that. <laughs> <laughs> what is your biggest equestrian pet peeve? Ooh, um, people who do not leave the gates as they found them. Mm. Right. You can imagine on the ranch that got to be pretty interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of like in my neighborhood where I'd have to go maybe one or two miles to find my horses on a ranch, you'd have to yeah. go pretty much. You'd have to cover most of the United States to get your horses yeah, back. Yeah. Several hundred acres to be like, well, shoot. So. Right. Okay. Gates, people, leave them the way you found them. That's like the basic farm ranch rule in the whole world. You know, Leave if honestly, we, we, there could be, somebody could make a gazillion dollars off of farm signs that like this. I know they make farm signs, but for all of the equestrian pet peeves that we have, we, our whole barns would be covered with signs. Just I think to- we should do a line <laughs> of t-shirts for Christmas. We, we'll take all the pet peeves we've gotten all year long and we should do a line of t-shirts. Done. I'll design them. Okay. You sell them. All right. Here we go. Yeah, so, I'm on team Leave the Gate if you found it. Okay. Got Someone it. else can be on team whatever, you know. <laughs> team Return the Hoofpick to the Hoofpick bucket. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Sweep up after you pick. Okay. Do you have a, a favorite professional or celebrity equestrian? Ooh, um, I am a big fan of BZ Madden. I do not jump anymore. I'm capped out at about two foot six, but in my dreams. I can jump like BZ. And in the meantime, I'll just watch her because she's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> she's pretty hot stuff. And she just keeps going. She's got no quit. And she's like so humble about it. She's just like, eh, you know, I'm just riding my horse. Winning yeah, yeah, yeah. medals. It's cool. No big deal. <laughs> I'm awesome. Right, no BZ. Big deal. <laughs> I started the BZ for president campaign a few years ago. It didn't take off, but for a moment, she was looking like a good candidate. She probably would still be an excellent candidate. We can all still write her in. You know what? Let's start working on her campaign for the next election. I guarantee you she'd win. Yeah. With George Morris as her running mate. Oh, Uh, beautiful. There you go. Absolutely. Or her campaign manager. (laughs) There'd finally be horses on the lawn of the White House again. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. You know, Cortez C just wandering around out there. Perfect. (laughs) There'd be a jump course in the backyard to South Lawn. I know. They'd have to move up to land the helicopter. Every flat surface would have a jump on. Yeah, that's right. There'd be a round pen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oval office would be turned into a Monty Roberts (laughs) Equus University spot. Okay, if you could have just one superhero power, what would it be? Hmm. I would love to fly. It'd be so much faster to get around. Yeah. I'm with Uh, you. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I agree. And that's been a fairly consistent one all year, is being able to fly. Or transport, you know, beam me up, Scotty. Either one of those. things that that would save time because we have so much, you know, horses take up so much time. We need to save time elsewhere in our lives. So if we could just teleport. uh, If you don't keep your horses right at home, you know, when I lived with my sister-in-law briefly, it was great because the horses were right behind the house. And now I've moved 20 minutes away, and that's a huge pain in the butt. And I know 20 minutes is not bad as far as it can be to the barn goes, but... Super convenient if I could just fly there. So there you it go. Would be super, that you would think of it this way: you save on washing soap and electricity by not having to wash your pajamas every single day because you're constantly going out to the barn in your pajamas. This Never, I do. I every day I go out in my pajamas and I'm like, I am not going to sweep the barn in my pajamas. I am not going to step foot inside a stall in my pajamas. And 
what do I do? I get horse pee all over the bottom of my pajamas. And Ooh. what do I do? I dump my wheelbarrow in the muck pile in my pajamas. <laughs> so you just think this of it that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good point. I feel better now. Thank you. <laughs> well, and thank that's you. a wrap for our questions this week. Thanks, Kristen. We appreciate you. you being on. Of course, you can find all of Kristen's terrific writing at horsenation.com, and you can hear her occasionally on the Horses in the Morning show. We appreciate you being on, and thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Have a great rest of your day. You too. This winter grooming tip is brought to you by Horsewear Blankets. Joining us are two of the top grooms in the country of Enter Philip Dutton's groom, Emma Ford, and Cat Hill from World Class Grooming. Our Horsewear Winter Grooming Tip of the Week is brought to you by Cat. And Cat, this time we're talking about keeping your horses warm after a workout. And I think there always is some confusion exactly what to do here. I do think it's one of the most confusing things, and especially for people who don't necessarily have access to you know, beautiful indoor that attaches to stalls if you're having to go out in the wind or if you've been out for a trail ride. How exactly do you keep those um, those horses warm from having their muscles seize up and get stiff and uncomfortable? Um, the biggest rule of thumb is simply to never leave a damp, warm horse uncovered. You want the horse to cool out slowly. It's actually the opposite of what we think of when we think of the summertime. You really want them to not go from warm and sweaty to freezing cold all at once. Um, Sweat evaporates, which cools them off, which is great in the summertime and works against us in the winter. So I actually leave my tack on until I have a fleece over their rear end, um, and then I will remove my saddle and saddle pad. But I don't take my saddle and saddle pad off and then put it down and go get a fleece because I think it can catch a, a chill quite quickly when it's when it's properly cold. The same thing, I actually try to use a quarter sheet at the beginnings and ends of my workout so that when I'm doing my walking cool down, when I'm on them or hand walking them, they have something over their quarters to keep them warm. I also try to layer blankets, especially uh, up here in the chicken park where you know, most days, if you're riding after work, are going to be um, close to freezing or below freezing. It's very hard to just have a fleece on them. They'll get cold. So what I'll actually do is uh, put a sports net or a, um, the Rambo Luxury Cooler is really nice. It's a dual layer that wicks or even the fleece-lined Ionic on, on top of them. And then I put another blanket over top of that to wick away any moisture and then have you know the protective layer from the wind on top of it. I actually don't walk forever. I let them stand, but I just make sure that they stay covered and especially if you've got a limited amount of time after work and you got to get them dressed again before you head home, putting something underneath their regular blanket that helps wick will prevent them from getting chilled. So the horsewear blankets we uh, or fleeces that we'd recommend here are? are... Uh, the Rambo Sports Net um, as your base layer, and then the Rambo Luxury Cooler or a fleece-lined Ionic as your second layer. Well, thank you for that, Kat. Good advice. Where can people find more about what you do? We're on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and our website are all the same. It's World Class Grooming. 
our website is worldclassgrooming.com, and then you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at just World Class Grooming. And don't forget the book, World Class Grooming. You can find that at the website as well. Great holiday gift. This tip was brought to you by Horseware. Have you ever wanted to own your own Rambo? Well, here's your chance. From October 3rd to November 23rd, receive $50 off any Rambo turnout blanket, including the Rambo Duo, the Optimo, the Original, the Supreme, and all the others in the Rambo turnout line. All you have to do is trade in your old turnout from any brand for a horse in need. Simply visit horseware.com slash trade for more information and fill out the form for the voucher you will need to get your $50 off. The complete list of retailers is at horseware.com slash trade as well. Open to U.S. and Canadian residents only. Go to horseware.com slash trade today and replace that blanket with all the holes for one of the best blankets on the market. The Rambo Turnout Outline. Next is our Tack and Habits segment, sponsored by Equestrian Collections. And we have horse radio auditor Ken Hubert, and he's joining us from way up north. Not way up north, just up north. He's one of our Canadian friends. The North Pole. (laughs) We'll just call it the North Pole. Um, And you're going to be reviewing Ice Vibe Boots. Welcome, Ken. Thank you very much. So this is a cold therapy system because our horses tend to get themselves in trouble sometimes. Tell us about the boots. I would say they're more than just regular um, ice therapy boots because they also uh, vibrate. They have a a little strip in them, um, which you can turn on and off and adjust. And it it vibrates. There's different vibrating settings to help uh, increase um, circulation. So not not just with the ice trying to keep the inflammation down, there's also the vibration to increase the circulation. And you wow. tried it on your horses? What's the scoop? Yep, what do, what yep. Do I definitely did. Uh, because unfortunately, my horse um, had a tendon injury last year. <clears throat> so this was a perfect um, product for it to help to increase the um, the circulation, to help uh, improve the body's healing natural process. healing process. That's right. Uh, and to keep the swelling down at the same time. And did it did work? You... Yeah. Yeah, it seemed to. Um, I liked them. Did your horse like them? Um, well, the first couple times I put them on, he definitely thought it was a little weird that his legs were vibrating. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> now, do they come with ice packs and that you put in the freezer and then put yes. in the boot? How does that work? Yes, yes. Um, so you can use it with the ice pack or without the ice pack, like everything is kind of, um, modular, I guess you could say. So there's like the boots that are on the outside and then there's a separate ice pack and then there's the separate little vibrating strips. And do the vibrating strips work by battery or they? Yeah, they have an internal battery and you charge them by uh, a mini, um, USB, uh, plug-in. Oh, ah. awesome. Oh, interesting. Now, and how long are you supposed to leave them on? Um, they actually time out after 20 minutes. Oh, so you can uh, do yeah, what so I do and walk away and forget they're on? 
Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Like we all Which do with the hose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> flooding the field. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was a great feature that they automatically turn off. Yeah. Because, how how are they to put on and take off? Are they really? Oh, they're just like regular boots. Okay. Uh, they're really easy to take on and off. Velcroed, I assume. It yep. looks like they have one, yeah. two, three, four Velcro patches, which I like because that helps you get a nice snug fit. Yeah, they, they fit quite nicely. They're a nice, uh, generous size, and they're, I would say they're a high-quality product. Now, I see here that they have three different settings. Level one is yep. treatment of soreness and swelling, used without the cold packs. Then level two is uh, to boost the circulation with or without the use of the cold packs. And then level three is the strongest setting, cold therapy after exercise to repair wear and tear. So you, you, like you were saying, you can kind of decide where your horse fits, horse's legs fit in that, that particular day and decide wh- what you want to do. Yeah, like quite often I was, if I was going to be doing something strenuous, while I was tacking up, I threw the boots on um, just vibrate just to um, oh, kind of warm up the tendons a little bit and get the circulation going. And then afterwards, then I threw them on again when I was untacking with the um, ice packs in it. That's a good idea. Mm. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I was, was going to say it's kind of nice that you can boost the circulation without the ice because you would think, you know, the the cold pack constricts the blood vessels, which obviously slows down circulation. Um, so here you kind of get the both, but but it hurts. You know, if you use heat on an injury, it it increases the level of pain, but it does do that good job of of healing. So you're kind of left in that, you know, between a rock and a hard place. Um, but this lets you you do both, really, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I haven't seen anything like it before. Yeah. Very cool. All right, good. So you like them? I do like them, yep. And you would recommend them to other listeners? I would recommend them. The only um, drawback I is that they are a little bit on the pricey side. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, they're not a cheap product, but I they are a quality product. I so have they them. have Equestrian Collections has it for $269. Uh, but you know what, too? If you're... If you're a trainer, if you're dealing or... with an injury, I mean, three hundred dollars is nothing what you'd normally right. see for a vet bill, right? right. So, right. <laughs> if you're dealing right. with an injury, you're used to seeing big bills uh, from the vet. So, <laughs> right, right. Or if you have competitive horses who may yep. be more prone to injuries than yep. you know, say the backyard trail rider or something. Exactly. Um, or if you're a trainer who's got ten or twelve horses under your care, there's always going to be somebody who's who's laid yep. up with something. So, yep. in that case. Yep. Right. A super. It'll pay for itself in no time. Exactly. Or if you use them to prevent an injury, I mean, um, you, you save a fortune right there <laughs> if you can prevent an injury. An ounce of prevention. Absolutely. All right. Awesome head to sauce. Equestriancollections.com and search for ice dash vibe boot. And you'll find it. Ice, ice, I can't say that together. Ice dash vibe boot. And you'll find it at equestriancollections.com. Thanks, Ken. And I hope they help your horse out. That was Thank a great review. Much. Have a great day. You too. Well, as you know, we have announced the grand prizes for Radiothon, right? Well, we have some news for you this week, and that is that a lot of the other prizes have started to come in, and I want to tell you about them here on the Stable Scoop Show. You're one of the first ones to hear them, and we're we're able to announce them now because we've gotten confirmation on all of our prizes. There's going to be over $3,000 worth of prizes. 
And if you remember right, I said that. La- yeah, this is a this is a serious amount of prizes. Yeah. Um, I don't know many other podcasts that give away the amount of stuff every year that we do. I think I figured it out last year in 2015. We gave away almost uh, twenty thousand dollars in prizes when you figure out everything all year on wow. all the different shows. So there aren't too many doing that. But we are going to have for you, and let me remind you what the grand prize was. It is a $500 shopping spree from Noble Outfitters. It is a Weatherbeater blanket worth over $200. And also, you're going to win a year's supply of Redmond Rocks, Redmond Rock on a Rope. So a year. I love Redmond. I know. Love, love, love. love, And and you know what? That's worth over five hundred dollars because they're throwing in a bunch of their other products as well. So it's not only your supply of of the rocks on a rope, which is like fourteen of them they're going to send. That must weigh about two hundred (laughs) pounds. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to be heavy. But they're also sending some of their other products as well in there for the <laughs> a winter. A tractor trailer yeah, will be delivering yeah, your know. Redmond Rock prize. <laughs> you know, our our UPS guy hates it when we order Redmond Rocks because <laughs> it weighs about fifty pounds. But yeah, so that's all we use here now. We don't use any of that white salt or any of that uh, other salt that you can buy. We all use all Redmond Rocks. But so that's the one person at the end of the day is going to win all of that worth over $1,200. But all day long, every hour, we're giving prizes away. We have a North Run Bridal. You'll know them because we're set up beside them at Ada all the time. They're the North Run people. And they have all people. that great hunt oh, gear, yeah. yeah. And it is beautiful stuff. Well, they're going to let you... Because I'm like lost They're going to let you choose a bridal up to $200. You Are pick you your kidding? bridal. No. <laughs> you pick your bridal. Cavallo Boots. Distance Depot. Custom-made bridal. A total saddle fit... Uh, uh, shoulder relief girth. Okay. One year subscription to Monty's Equus University and Monty's patented, patented dually training halter. Two bags of Optimin. This is a, from Biostar. Two bags of Optimin and two of the books Whole Food for Horses. Smooth Stride Jeans. You love your Smooth Stride Jeans. Yeah, well, they're-, they're giving away a pair of Smooth Stride Jeans. That's a $150 value. Something really cool that we saw was some equestrian nail fingernail kits. We found these at Wisa. And they're little stencils in a paint kit where you can paint little horses onto your, onto your fingernails. While we were out there, Jennifer had all her fingernails painted with little horses. <laughs> Wow. She loved these things. They're so cool. We're going to give away $100 worth of Forever Cowgirl Coffee, which is really good coffee. Jennifer loved it while we were out there. Uh, A therapeutic all-purpose pad and six ounces of Soar No More from Benefab. So one of their pads, that's $120 value. We're going to give away a Flex and Fork. Worth almost $100. My favorite product ever in the whole history of ever. There you go. And then, honest to God, I still have mine. And then the grand prize. So there is over $3,000 worth of prizes we're giving away. And the prizes are still coming in. We're not done yet. Uh, So some some hours we'll be giving away multiple prizes. But uh, so far in the stable scoop hour, which is going to be from four to five o'clock, we're giving away smooth stride jeans and the nail kit. So that should be a lot of fun. Trust me, you're going to want the nail kit. We did a video with her. It's hit like 10,000 views now. I want and it People right now. love the nail kit because it. it's so easy to do, and they have the whole kit, and it's a little stencils. It worked really well. We thought it was kind of silly at first, and then she showed it to us and demonstrated on Jennifer, and she was like, I love this thing. And you know Jennifer <laughs> doesn't care about her nails. She could care less. <laughs> she will now. <laughs> Yeah, so it's a really cool, great gift for gift idea for Christmas. But that's awesome. what we're looking at so far for just 
the prizes, not to mention we have George Morris confirmed is going to be joining us day to talk about Christmas. Yes, George talking about Christmas. Richard Schrake has been confirmed, of course, a big wow. clinician. Um, and a bunch of other people that we're working on. We'll have over 30 guests lined up that day. Uh, Lisa Kelly, also Ice Road Trucker, has been confirmed. She's going to do something. She has a surprise planned for us. I'm not sure what, but Lisa's always a little out there, so that should be fun. Uh, yeah, and uh, we have a lot more guests that we're working on right now, some really, really big names and celebrities. So uh, we'll be announcing those as we get them confirmed. Sound yeah. fun? Sounds really fun. Let's remind I'm everybody. I'm going to have my eggnog, too, when I when I do my my afternoon segment. Oh, you should. By 4 o'clock, you'll be able to have 12 eggnogs. Uh, so for uh, November 28th, it's Cyber Monday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern live. And then we'll have the recorded version out. We'll break it down by hours and have the recorded version out the next day, if I'm not dead. And, and when <laughs> Dr. Wendy's going to come up here and join me all day again. So we're going to be in the studio here so we don't die. Um, and Jennifer is getting help this year as a producer because we had 10 phone lines open and they were full the entire 12 hours. So she had to answer and screen all of those calls. We had over 200 calls. This is how you can win. You send us a voicemail, a clever voicemail. And the theme of this year's event is your fantasy ride. If you were able to ride any horse on Christmas Day, alive or deceased from history, which horse would it be and why? So send us a voicemail or record it on your phone and send us a sound file of that. Write a poem. Sing a song. I got to tell you, the songs last year were terrific. We want you to sing a song, write a poem, be clever about it, get your barn together and do something, and then you'll be entered to win the prizes all day long. Uh, and then also the other way you can win is by calling us that day. Even if you don't get through and you just call us and, and uh, give it an attempt, you'll be entered to win prizes all day long. So we look forward to either you sending in a, a voicemail or a sound file or calling us. And we'll have more details on all of that coming up. In, uh, well, actually, next week we're going to put out all the details for that. So there you go. Radiothon's <sighs> coming up. I'm getting excited. I'm super I think excited. One of my now. favorite parts, we, you know, we had some cool guests last year, but the voicemails were so good. <laughs> they really were. I know. We have some clever, clever, clever and the listeners. songs. I really liked yes. when people called it and sang. That was my yes. favorite part. Singing or did poems. A lot of them did poems. It was very cool. Very cool. And of course, if you include Helena and I in the songs or poems, you get bonus points. Pshaw. <laughs> you might even win. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, that's how that's what's going on. You can find Helena's show. That Newportshow.com every Thursday. iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. Buck's gonna have to call in. You know, he's not exempt. He he's not exempt from winning prizes. Oh, what about well, see, I have Rachel, Nora, <laughs> Grace, and Buck. So I got four people who can call in for me. There you go. And you know what? If you're if if you But don't... and you know what? None of them will share their prize. So if they win something, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, kinda out of need to find non horse people to call in. That's <laughs> exactly. it. And you know, when we get the occasional non horse person, instead of their fantasy ride, we're gonna ask them about their favorite food or, you know, their favorite holiday thing, uh yeah. you know, tradition, stuff like that. It's just yeah. gonna be a party. It's a party all day long. And, of awesome. course, it's brought to you by Weatherbeta and Horselovers.com. That's it for today. Why don't we wrap this show up? 
All right. That is it for today, but there will be more next week when we publish another episode of Stable Scoop. Remember, you can find us in a whole bunch of places, um, but you know what? The easiest place to get horse radio shows is by downloading the Horse Radio Network app for your iOS or Android phone. You just search for Horse Radio Network in the app store. It's free and easy to use. I promise. If I can use it, you can use it. If you want details about today's show, Go to stablescoop.com. Our show notes have links and details about our guests and all the fun information that you heard here on the show. And thanks to our sponsors, Equestrian Collections and Horseware. Make sure you do visit all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network. I think we're up to like, I don't know, 917 shows or something (laughs) now. But if you go to horseradionetwork.com, I'm getting a little excited. Horseradionetwork.com. We list out all the shows for you. Can we be done now? Because I really need to go ride. I'm out. (laughs) All right. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next week. Until then, happy scooping.